You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how to make your videos sound more natural when you're recording that content. And I have Eric here today. I'm going to have him do an intro. Um, but Eric currently, he's the director of digital mortgage at Synergy One Lending, and he's responsible for driving the digital product development lifecycle while still consistently having that brand message internally and externally. So thank you, Eric, for joining on. If you want to do a quick intro of yourself, that'd be great. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Devin. Yeah, my name is Eric Capehart. I've, uh, I'm a marketing and consumer experience professional in the mortgage industry, been at it for, for several years at this point, wearing a lot of different hats. And that's kind of been a, a real benefit for me because I've gotten to experience what it's like from every angle of the consumer experience from the loan officer side. Not, I'm not a loan officer myself, but having heavily engaged with loan officers one-on-one, real estate agent side, consumer side. So really helping drive home what that experience is like and leveraging things like video in that process. So definitely a lot of experience on the video front. I've helped, gosh, probably hundreds at this point of yeah. both loan officers and real estate agents create video content for themselves, both for just standard business practices as well as marketing content. And guys, how I met Eric, this is actually a funny story. He's probably hates me at this point. <laughs> I, I interviewed for not one, not two, three different jobs. And it wasn't him. I just got other opportunities and he hired me and then I blew him off um, after he sent the offer letter. So let's break the ice right there. Eric, <laughs> I hope you forgive me, but that's how I know Eric. Hey man, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here, aren't I? That's yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like hey. we know each other just like more than anything else and just from those interviews because, oh man, I'm sorry about that. But there's a fun story, guys. Hey. I mean, in all honesty, though, the, the fact that your name has popped up multiple times over in, you know, across different companies, for that matter, is a testament to your social media presence and how active you are. So so I got to as as uh, <laughs> as kind of awkward of a, and simultaneously funny of a story that is yeah. I got to give you props. So appreciate that. So let's dive into it. Eric, about three years ago when I first met you, I know I was recording video. I think that's when you started recording video to yourself, right? It was about three years ago. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been doing video for other people for way longer than that, but that's really when I first kind of stepped up in and started creating my own content for social. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And one of the things, so this is actually a funny story too, and I bet you have a similar story. I was telling these loan officers to record video content and one loan officer called me out in particular and said, Devin, why don't you try it yourself? It's harder than it looks. And man, was he right about that. What was your experience like recording that first video when you were telling these loan officers to record it and then compared to your own? Like, what was that? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a similar experience for me that it was for you. I, I didn't necessarily have anyone directly call me out, <laughs> but it was more of me calling myself out because in the same experience, I was doing all of these videos for loan officers, for real estate agents. And I would see all of the different personas of people who get up there on camera. Um, you know, back when I was first starting doing this out, I was doing a lot of green screen type content. You know, that was, that was really what was hugely popular at that time still is depending on the circumstances, but people would stand up in front of that green screen and just become uh, different people, right? You know, even these really engaging loan officers or real estate agents, 
people who talk to people one-on-one or even in front of crowds all the time, they step in front of that lens and all of a sudden they're this, this shy person or this person who they've never talked to another human being before. And so, you know, I would coach to them or do my best to coach them on, you know, different tactics or ways to try and shake off the nerves and just go, go after it. And so at a certain point, I kind of had to take a step back and say, you know, I'm telling people all these things. Why don't I just show them, you know, and and it sounds kind of cocky and it was, it kind of was because I was in that same position you were where, you know, we are exactly the same. We step in front of that camera and we're like, man, all these things we're saying to other people, like it takes on new meaning when it's, when we're the one in the hot seat. Right. And I think back to even like taking it way back, way before I was even professional of any kind thing, like high school days. Right. I think about videos just I was in with like my youth group and stuff like that where I I was like on camera and I remember even a specific instance because it was with my youth group back in the day I was in this video and I was doing a portrayal of of my youth leader at the time and I was visibly shaking on camera because I was just so nervous even though it was a joke and so yeah you're you're absolutely right man I think everybody's going to encounter that when they first take their step in the video that's why so many people are afraid to even take that first step, whether they admit it or not, right? So many people in our space specifically in mortgage and real estate, they know the importance of it. They, when you talk to them about it, they're like, yeah, I need, I need to do that. I'm amped up about it. And then they kind of make excuses for themselves not to. And yeah. when we really kind of, you know, dig in at ourselves, we realize that's why, you know, we're all nervous. We're all, we're yeah. all afraid to take that step. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned the cockiness because I, I thought the same thing. Like these guys, like, come on, let's just get it done. And then I did it like 10 takes later. I'm kind of happy with it. Not really. You're never going to watch it again. So I love that you mentioned that. And I think one thing, which is, this is another funny story. Before we started recording this episode, I was started the, the podcast and I didn't feel like myself. And Eric was even laughing at me. Like, who's this guy sitting up straight? putting out this fake voice, like, oh yeah, I totally, totally did that. I'm going to call myself out on there. But after I took a second and I realized what I was doing, it made the video seem a little bit better the second time. Eric, what do you think? Do you feel like the second round, the intro went better? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, that's always going to happen too. I think there's, mm-hmm. we all need, we all need that practice round. Yeah. And I think, so one thing that I've realized, like this is a good tip and tactic to take away. And Eric, I'd love to hear from you too. When I start recording content myself or when I help loan officers or real estate agents, I have them record a practice video because that's going to be the hardest video and I don't tell them it's a practice video and then say, hey, I want you to think about how that video went. What do you want to change? It doesn't matter how long you record video. It's just like basketball or any sport. You need to warm up before the game or you're going to get shaky and you're going to be frazzled. So Eric, do you have any like experience with that or points or tactics that someone could do to help be comfortable after that warm up round? Yeah, I mean, I think the warm up round is is really important and it it kind of depends on how you frame your mindset around that warm up round too. One that you kind of mentioned that you've done this in the past as well is the exact tactic that I've done countless times when I'm recording other people is I'll actually record that practice round whether I tell them I record it or not kind of depends on the person and the situation yeah. because sometimes that practice round ends up being really useful footage you know especially yeah. if it's a, a situation if it's a type of video where you can kind of cut different pieces of different takes together i see this with myself all the time and a lot of the content yeah. that i put out there on social media a lot of times i'll use a substantial portion of that practice round or of the first take i do 
but you know, I'll clip here and there where it makes sense and feels natural to do so. But I think the important takeaway for the concept of a practice round is just that have the practice round in some form or another read if you are scripting out content or whether you are kind of coming up with it on the fly whichever is more comfortable for you it doesn't yeah. matter go through it aloud first just like you are going to do on camera even if that's sitting at your desk as you're kind of jotting down your notes about what that content's going to be the important factor here and this is some something that kind of took a little bit of practice for myself is read it aloud because when you yeah. write content and when you Content, your voice is significantly different and a lot of people don't realize that at first yeah. i didn't realize it at first until you know i would do some scripted content where i would fully write out a script and then as i'm saying it aloud as i'm speaking it, i'm like i sound awkward i sound uptight. <laughs> that's not who i am right. and i came to realize when i write content when i send emails anything like that i'm a lot more formal than when i speak aloud and so as soon as I start trying to speak in that written voice aloud, I do sound unnatural. I sound forced. And that's where a lot of people kind of fall into this, this practice of sounding forced when they're on camera is because of that exact fact. Their voices are different. And so when they're thinking about the content, they're thinking about it in one voice. When they're delivering it, they're trying to force themselves into that same voice and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I dang. That, that was actually a good takeaway for myself. Because I do forget, like we act completely different than we do writing emails and we do in a recording video. And I think that helps a bunch. Like make sure you read those aloud. And something that we preach, I want to hear your opinion on this is scripts are great, like written scripts. But what we suggest, and Eric, again, I want to hear from you is we have you write out your intro and then some bullet points you want to talk about and then your outro. And we feel like that makes you sound more natural because then you're not trying to focus on the script and look at it and go back. But instead, you have these bullet points that you can throw a sticky note on your phone. So it still looks like you're looking at the camera, but you know what you want to talk about. Um, yeah. What is your opinion on that? Because honestly, like I have no idea. So it'd be cool. To hear I think that. that's a great tactic, honestly. So I, I would be a hypocrite to say that I follow that tactic myself. But the big caveat here is it really depends on your level of comfort and how experienced you are with delivering content either off the cuff or with scripted content. So I'll break this into kind of two pieces because I don't want to get away from, from your recommendation because it's a really good one, right? Yeah, so yeah. thinking through your recommendation of intro bullet points, outro, the, what makes that recommendation so solid is the intro and outro piece. A lot of people automatically, when they think about doing video, they most people will either jump to one extreme or the other. They'll say, I am going to script it out I'm going to have in front of me, I'm going to memorize it. A lot of people say I'm going to memorize it and then they don't because nobody yeah. can memorize it word for word a script. Or they jump to the extreme of saying, I'm just going to list bullet points and just go off that. And I'm just going to kind of make it up as I go along. And especially when you're first starting out, you're setting up yourself for disaster either direction you go. So your recommendation is meeting in the middle. The reason that the intro and outro are important is because what we all will end up doing is if we just scribble out some bullet point notes is We'll first get up in front of that camera, hit record, and we'll start just splattering drivel. We'll, we'll say a bunch of words that probably don't even make sense to the person on the other end, because in our mind, it makes sense. When it comes out of our mouth, it's something completely different, right? So it's important to know exactly how you want to start and how you want to set yourself up. You think about your, your, your five paragraph essay format that you learned in high school. 
It's the same thing. You want to know exactly what your intro is, how you're going to set up the next points you're going to make. And then same thing on the end, you want to know exactly how you're going to end summarizing what you just said and having a strong call to action at the end, wrapping things up. Because I'm guilty of this too, is I'll do this, you know, when I, if I give a webinar presentation or even just in my everyday meetings, sometimes you get to the end and it's just like, am I just done talking now? Like what, what, what's happening? And so, yeah. especially if you're on camera and you've just made a lot of points, you need to end just as strong as you start off. And if you don't know exactly how you do that, you're going to panic. And so you definitely need to know what those beginning and ending points are. And then everything in the middle are really just points that you need to make sure you hit on. But how you get there is kind of up to you and somewhat in, in the moment. And so going back to that kind of two uh, directions you can take with that method or being strictly scripted, that how you get there really depends on your personality and your level of comfort too. Yeah. Because if you think about, you know, how you deliver a speech, like I said, some people are really strong speech givers. They, some people publicly speak all the time, but again, it's a different scenario when you get in front of the camera. And mm -hmm. so if you are perfectly comfortable knowing, Hey, I need to touch on this point right here. As I'm speaking, I'm going to figure out how to get there and it's going to sound great. Awesome. Go for it. A lot of people aren't going to be in that category right away. Now, on the flip side, with having something completely scripted out, I'm at the point for myself where when I do video content, I'm giving myself away right now because I hope yeah. I come across naturally enough in my video content online that doesn't sound like I'm just reading from script. But a lot of time I am. I'll be completely honest with you. I am reading from a teleprompter in a lot of my videos. It's content that I've scripted out. I've done exactly like I recommended. I've read it aloud numerous times off the page just to make sure that it sounds natural. I have memorized what those bullet points are and I'm reading off teleprompter. But the caveat I want to give to that, which I think is a really important point, regardless of what direction you go, is I am not chained to the script as it's coming up on the teleprompter. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of a lot of the videos that I've done, particularly with real estate agents. A lot of them do like to have it scripted out. It gives them that comfort level knowing it's going to be fully scripted out. They don't have to think on the fly. That's great. But what happens a lot of the times when people first get into it is they're reading through the script. They fumble a word or transpose a word for something else and they yeah. freeze and they say, OK, let's cut it. Let's start from the beginning. For me. I transpose words, I, I you know, change up what the, the format of the sentence is all the time. But if it makes sense, I just keep going. Um, because yeah. again, how you wrote it on that page versus how you deliver it could be completely different feelings. They could, you could emphasize a word differently than maybe you thought when you wrote it down. You could change one word for two words, but it's okay. Just keep going because if it came out of you that way, then that is what's natural to you. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of speaks volumes that I sent an agenda sheet before this, and I don't know a single word that <laughs> I've gone through, question that I've gone through yet through that. We're just rifting off it. So I think like it speaks like have those bullet points. Also, I think something that happens a lot too is um, with videos, you always want to try to get a sell out of it, especially when you're posting on social. But like Eric, it's like if I went to you at a networking event and every 10 minutes I'm like, hey, by the way, sign up for a story. Like you're going to kind of get annoyed at me if you never met me, right? Yeah. But if I went out of the approach and I tried to educate Eric, like, hey, like, what do you do, Devin? Well, we do this, we do this. This is how you can make your video betters. It's going to be a completely different conversation. 
How have you helped your loan officers and real estate agents try not to sound too salesy while still educating so people can benefit from those videos without feeling that way? Well, you and I, you know, and I think the premise of of your organization, we we follow the same kind of mantra of being the guide, right? Being the guide for our consumers and helping them succeed within their journey. And in doing so, we provide the value that is going to keep us top of mind too. You know, I think it's the same thing as as your analogy of a networking event. You could relate it to dating if you wanted to. You could relate it to a, a number of different types of interactions. If all you do is talk about yourself and how great you are, people are going to shut down, tune off. You know, they're not going to pay attention to what you have to say after a few seconds of that. And so the opportunity we have with video is to engage people in a way that is going to really build up your personal brand. If you think about what the benefits of video content are, this really came to explosive light over the pandemic because of the fact that video was the only means of communication for a lot of people. By having a video presence, you get the opportunity to engage with people and have your visual presence and your personal presence known to them even though you're not in the same location, you may have never met before. For social media content in particular, you might not even know who they are personally as an individual. You know who they are as your audience, but now they get to know who you are because you are right in front of them. So don't take that for granted. Take that as an opportunity to provide value back to them. So what we can do with video is really Think about the scenario that your core audience is in. What is the problem that they are trying to solve? By providing them value within that content, throughout the content, giving them a plan, giving them a solution to the problem, the challenges that they're facing, you are going to be ingrained in their memory as the person who brought them to that win, to that you know end goal. And so when the time comes for them to leverage whatever your product or service is, you're there. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of selling you need to do if you are truly establishing value by your content. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be selling yourself somewhere in there. That's why I even mentioned with your recommendation of the intro bullet points outro, that outro should have a call to action. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yep. When you get to the end of that video, you should be giving them the next steps. And that's a tip that I would give for anybody creating video content if they if you are struggling with kind of either feeling salesy or you know maybe you're, maybe now that we're talking about it you're looking back now and recognizing that you have been salesy within your content don't think of the the meat of the content as a sales pitch think of it as a step by step guide that you are delivering to that end user and guess what step 5 at the end of that video is here's the next step in the process which yeah, that's going to be reaching out to me or, or leveraging my service, my product, what, whatever that may be for you personally, right? And so that makes it simple. If you think about any, you know, any kind of list you've ended up on in terms of marketing, a lot of those have been, hey, give me your email, I'll send you this free guide. Similar yeah. concept, right? We're just proactively giving them the free guide by way of our content. Yeah, dude, I love that. Another thing that you mentioned too, as well, as you mentioned something, I, I thought about it and it was when you're recording the video content, how can you make sure you're creating content that matters? Because it's like when I was in the mortgage industry, every time I would see people like recording content, what is a mortgage loan? Everybody knows what a mortgage loan is. Nobody cares that you're recording that. So how can you record content that actually matters and 
I have a, I have a tip, but Eric, I'd love to hear from you. Like, how do you decide what that content is? People tend to overthink content a lot of the times. You could look to somebody like Gary Vee, where it's everything is content, right? And that that's kind of the extreme, right? You're not having a videographer follow you around 24-7 documenting your everyday life. But but I think when we try to think of what is valuable to that end consumer of that content, you have to really start to dial in on what is the persona of the person you're trying to identify with. You know, this gets into some of the the really detailed nuances of of marketing for anybody who's you know a small business owner if you are a mortgage loan officer a real estate agent you know anybody who's consuming this right now if you haven't done this i encourage you to not spend too much time overthinking about about it but take an evaluation of who is your ideal customer who is the person that if you could curate exactly the person you want to be working with what does that look like? All the way down to what is their age range? What is their motivation? You know, all of those different factors, because then when you start to put yourself in that situation and start to really identify what that person's motivation is, you're going to also identify, well, what's of value to them? What's of interest to them? And it may be stuff that's super specific. It may be, you know, what is an FHA loan, you know, or it may just be stuff about you as a person. And they're more concerned about who is it that that I'm going to be working with rather than what is this product. Now, that's obviously a, a lot to think through and a lot to digest. So taking a step back from that, if you're just looking for practical steps to just get started, what were the last five questions that popped up in your email from customers? Well, yeah. Right. Start start where you yeah. are. And hopefully those five customers are people that you do that do match your ideal client. But if not, why not start there and then work your way towards the ideal client? Because then you are driving the outcome at that point. Kind of I'm I'm kind of straying from your question a little bit here, but no, the great. thing that yeah. I want to point out is uh is you know, in terms of working with people who you want to work with. That's another huge benefit of leveraging video in your business model and how you're marketing yourself, because video will naturally showcase your personality, what your personal brand is. And the unfortunate fact of the situation, or what you might interpret as the unfortunate fact of the situation, I interpret as a fortunate fact, is that there are going to be people you're going to turn off, right? You're going to, there are some people that are going to see you on camera and say, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not vibing with that guy. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. Because yep. the exact opposite is going to happen with the people you want to be vibing with. And so you can actually drive the engagement that you want to drive and start attracting the people that you want to attract in that process. That's so, a golden nugget. That is a golden nugget right there, guys. And Eric, um, you mentioned it, but, or actually this was a tip I wanted to bring up as you think of like, bringing up those last five questions you've got. What I always suggest is like, you're the business owner, you're the real estate agent, you're the loan officer, get a notebook. Anytime someone calls you or asks a question, even if it's a small question that you think like everybody should know this, write it down because if they're asking that question, then everybody's probably wondering that. So I think Eric, something that I think you kind of see have experiences too, what I do is like, so it'll ask, how do I post a story? And like, everybody knows how to do this. Like, I'm never going to talk about that, but it's like, no, some people out there don't know how to post to a story <laughs> or they don't know how to edit. Like just these small things that I think everybody should know. 
So don't take that for granted. Like write down those questions that you get and I'd record content off that. But I mean, Eric has given us a bunch of golden nuggets. Thank you guys for everybody that attended. We are going to put up his website link if we can throw that up there right now. And then while they're doing that, there you go. Eric, if there's a call to action or you want to ask someone to do something, what would that ask be from what you guys need? Uh, so so for myself, you know, I, I love engaging with other business professionals and helping you guys succeed. So definitely give me a follow up on social media. I'm most active on LinkedIn, uh, pretty active on Instagram as well. So yeah, definitely uh, hit me up, give me a follow and let's engage. Okay. And for Synergy, is there any goals you guys have this year that you want to call out to the audience? Oh man, <laughs> so many. Um, and so we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, definitely give Synergy one a a follow as well. If you aren't following our our weekly vlog this week today, hosted by our own Chase Majerus, definitely give that a follow. I would definitely encourage you to do that if you are in mortgage, real estate, or just interested in finance in general. It's a very short to the point weekly video content blog that's posted on all the social platforms. It's really funny and engaging. So definitely follow us there. We are going to definitely be expanding our digital experience even further than we already are. As the shirt says, we are the home of the modern mortgage experience. So we're always looking to enhance the consumer experience into one fluid journey. And we're actually expanding our footprint to really start to cover all of the consumer financial wellness journey. Definitely check out our new financial wellness app, S1 FinFit, which will allow you to actually monitor all aspects of personal finance from your spending habits to your credit profile and beyond. So definitely check that out. It's awesome. Okay. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. And everybody have a great rest of your day. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.